Hello and welcome to the lineup from the True Blue LA Podcast Network. That's the word I'm going to go with today. We're here with uh, re- still. I'm still sad that I'm going to say this, but the first off season episode. Um, we could actually, if we want to be semantic, we can postpone it and and not the episode, but to, and say <laughs> it's not technically the off season yet. Um, because yeah, I mean, the, is it the, is it the Dodgers off season though? Kind of is, right? Yeah, no. Well, yeah. from a logistical standpoint, like yeah. the player, nobody's a free agent until the World Series ends. That's so fair. As, okay. of, as of now, the team, the Dodgers team, is still like the Dodgers, basically. So the season, the, the as as uh, as like defined in the, um, or I guess I guess it depends how you, it's the uh, the championship season, as it were, mm-hmm. um, is still going on. So uh, we're we're still we're still going. Okay, fine. The f- uh, the first not the Dodgers ain't playing anymore. Uh, That's uh, right. Episode really. We're going to talk about free agents. We have you have I think an easy trivia question for me. So I, I'm, I hopefully I can nail it. I have some trivia questions for you from Craig. I don't know how hard they are. And four more questions after that. We're gonna we're gonna tackle all of that after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I didn't mention it at the top because it's it's happy news, and I'm in such a, a frumpy mood with the Dodgers not playing in the World Series. Uh, it's also award season. The Dodgers were represented at the World Series, and I'm not just talking about oh. um, Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins starting <laughs> oh, out the first that's pitch for Game Four. Be saying. And, or, and I guess and Cole Hamels was there. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> oh, yeah, so many so many Dodgers. <laughs> wow, um, Shane but, Victorino. Uh, Wait, what? Was Shane Victorino there? You know what? He's probably in Hawaii. If you're in Hawaii, like, you never <laughs> want to leave Hawaii. So, like, it's pretty cool. Um, no, 
Um, so Justin Turner um, won the Roberto Clemente Award, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But you know, part of it is you go to the World Series, and it, he gets like presented with the the trophy like on the field um, before Game Three. But the problem was, he, so his press conference was Monday, the day of Game Three. But as the press, I believe the timing of the press conference is right about when the game got called because of rain. But it's it's indoors, not like they're like, oh god, we got to get out of this. <laughs> um, but so I'm fascinated by the logistics. I'm sure logistics of this. I'm sure you know MLB or whatever like has a just a bunch of rooms, and so it probably isn't that big of a deal. But you know to postpone. All three games one day, obviously that that's a little bit of a thing. But then you you like have Justin Turner come out, right? So it's it's him and his wife Courtney, and um, they're in a hotel room, I'm, I'm sure. And then they have to stay one more day because he got presented on the field on Tuesday. So like uh, I'm fascinated by the logistics of all of that. But um, it was a it was a nice honor for Turner, who the award is um, <clears throat> you know named after uh, Roberto Clemente for um, like you know. Service, leadership, all that stuff on and off the field, but it, it's it's essentially, and I, I don't want to like boil it down to one thing, but it, it's essentially like rewarding like players for like their philanthropic work um, for the most part. And uh, he was the Dodgers nominee. Every team that uh, gets a nominee for the award, and then a panel votes on it. There's like uh, Roberto Clemente's family, the commissioner, some like uh, MLBs, like. Uh, media rights partners they have some reporters from them from their like voting on and excuse me and the and the fans vote on it too i don't know what percentage of the um um of the vote that takes up i think it's probably like one vote out of like i don't know 20 or something but um turner uh won it this year he's the third dodger to win it steve garvey did in 1981 um fun side note there uh i don't know when it started became like an end of season thing but when Garvey won it, um, it was announced in March, like during spring training, and they're like, "Hey, you're the you're the Roberto Clemente winner," and like, so it's just it's just weird how sort of things evolve like that. But Clayton Kershaw um, in 2012 uh, also won, um, and he 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 got the uh, the World Series treatment back then. I believe that was um, Tigers Giants. Um, so I think he was in Detroit, but yeah. So um, in a in a Zoom interview for this, um, we were on. Uh, when Turner won, this is, uh, he said, I'm just going to read this quote from him. It, it, it was sort of a, it was a different question. I'll get into why in a second, but he said, quote, everything in my life feels like it has really taken off since the day I put the Dodger uniform on. Obviously it's very special to me growing up in Southern California, getting to wear that Jersey and being a part of an organization that has meant that has so much history and has so many people who have impacted the game in so many different ways. I'm just trying to do my little part. Now, so Turner's been with the Dodgers, you know, nine years. Um, I was looking up, uh, so he has a, a 123 WRC plus uh, this year. Um, he had uh, at least a 123 WRC plus in all nine years so far. Um, and I was shocked by this. So among the thousand or among the Dodgers who to play a thousand games, there's 33 of them in total. Um, Turner's 136 WRC plus in his time with, with the Dodgers is third best in team history. I was going to make that the trivia question earlier, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, Pedro Guerrero, uh, 150, and Duke Snyder, 142, are the 
I, but I you think I would have guessed Duke Snyder. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I would have known Peter Guerrero got to Jack, Jackie Robinson is one thirty-five, uh, right behind him. Um, but yeah. So, but the part of the reason uh, for that that answer uh, that Kerner gave was because it was a question about not only his Justin Turner Foundation, which he and his wife Courtney uh, run, um, but uh, also uh, what about you? You have a club option uh, this year, and have you heard anything? So he has a $16 million team option. The option options don't get, um, they're not like, they have to be decided by, by within five days of the World Series, but it usually doesn't happen until like after the World Series. So um, we don't know. Uh, the Dodgers, a $2 million buyout if the Dodgers decline. Uh, uh, Turner said he has not heard anything yet um, from the team. And, and to be fair, I mean, I guess that's kind of normal. I don't know. Maybe maybe there would be more communication, you would think, but maybe they're still thinking through it. I don't know. But like, um, so who knows what's going to happen there? Um, it will be one of the sort of big questions of the offseason, though, uh, for them. I mean, we're obviously going to talk about a few more uh, when we talk about free agents. But so Turner is going to be 38 uh, next season. Uh, he played almost as much DH this year, 61 starts as he did at third base, where he started 66 times. Uh, so if he if he's back, is it going to be like in a limited role? Is that something he's going to want to do? Like what what are what are their plans? Um, like it, there, there's a lot of like sort of things that not depends on Turner, but like could affect their availability to give Turner at bats, right? Like Max Muncy's got to play somewhere. Um, ideally, you would think Gavin Lux is a second baseman. Um, and they still need a shortstop. I'm, we'll talk about at least one of those during the free agent part. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that, that's that's a huge thing. But he was, um, you know, obviously sort of a little bit reflective in in his answer there uh, when asked about that. But yeah, like, um, but yeah, who, who knows? But yeah, it was good honor uh, for him. Very cool to see. Um, and he got to two day, two days at the World Series in Philadelphia. So good for him. He was uh, there was a shot of him. Pre-game, I think game three or four, I don't remember which one, but that's when he was like shown with Cole Hamels, and I was like, oh, two former Dodgers, like just, uh, just relaxing. But yeah, so he he wasn't the only award. There's going to be more awards coming in the next like two weeks. The BBWAA awards are uh, going to be announced in two weeks, um, and uh, but before that, there's like Gold Glove, Silver Slugger. The Gold Gloves are already out. Um, by the time this comes out, uh, possibly the Players' Choice Awards will come out. But uh, among uh, for the Gold Gloves, Mookie Betts um, won his sixth Gold Glove, uh, second since joining the Dodgers. So last year he didn't get a Gold Glove. It was the only time in the last seven years he was like injury plagued, limited a little bit with his hip injury and just various nagging things. But back to his sort of uh, dynamic self, I guess this year unimpeded by injury outside of that like freak collision with Cody Bellinger where he broke a rib and the numbers kind of showed it. He was really good uh, overall, like defensively and just generally this year. And like, that was, that was a huge reason why is because he was healthy. Um, so as part of the, um, the voting, it's mostly managers and coaches uh, up to six coaches on each team can vote plus the manager. Um, and that accounts for three quarters of the voting. And then the other 25% is from the, Saber Defensive Index. It's sort of an amalgam of, I can't remember if it's five or six different defensive stats, but they sort of put it all together. And Mookie Betts did lead all uh, National League right fielders in that. Um, 
Tyler Anderson was the only other Dodger uh, to be in like the top three at his position at pitcher. He actually led uh, pitchers in the de- the Saber defensive index there. However, part of it, I think um, there's like a weird thing uh, with pitchers. It's weird because they, they're kind of strict on the innings qualifier. There's a cutoff date like in September where uh, it's, it's essentially like the ERA title. You have to have an inning per game. So I think um, if you look at like defensive runs saved, I believe uh, both Taiwan Walker and Ranger Suarez, Ranger Suarez was the leader. Uh, both of them were something like f- five innings shy or something of qualifying, but they led in defensive runs saved uh, more than An- uh, Anderson was third. But like they don't show up on that because they didn't qualify with enough innings. So it's a little weird, but like that's that's where we're at in the awards. But um, I think the next big thing, as we're recording now, game four of the World Series is going on. So uh, it's probably going to extend uh, at least to the weekend in Houston. So uh, the off season doesn't start until the World Series ends. And like the first sort of um, part of the off season is free agency. And we have a lot of Dodgers free agents to talk about. So I thought we would um, sort of pick homes for them. Are you are you ready? Are you ready to, to do this? Yeah, we're bad at this every single year. And I'm ready oh, yeah. to put, it, put another one in. Um, so just as a point of clarification, we're not counting all the players who the Dodgers hold options on for next year, like Justin Turner we mentioned, Hunter Alberto, um, Danny Duffy, and Jimmy Nelson. If You might be thinking, Danny Duffy and Jimmy Nelson, but they didn't pitch for the Dodgers. Yeah, but they were on the injured list all year. And uh, Nelson was coming off the, the dual, uh, the Walker Bueller, if you will, uh, Tommy John and Flexer Tendon repair all in one. Uh, but that was in uh, late uh, 2021. Uh, but yeah, so Danny Duffy, I think his his deal was like three million this year and like a seven million dollar option. I would I would bet about seven million dollars they're not going to um, exercise that option. Um, so that's an easy one. Uh, Jimmy Nelson. I don't know what his option. I don't remember what his option um, price is, but I think it's relatively cheap. So you never know. But yeah, those will be um, decisions. We're not we're not counting them here. We can talk about them at a later date once the decisions have been made. Not that we're going to necessarily pick where they're going to go, mm-hmm. but more like here's what we have. But so after that, there are ten free agents. Uh, Six a.m. the day after the World Series, they they become officially free agents and no longer Dodgers. So just uh, last year was the first time it ever it became weird because. Uh, there was a time, and especially during the lockout, where technically Clayton Kershaw was not a Dodger, um, which was the first time ever um, since he was drafted. So this year it could happen again. I guess technically they could re-sign him before it gets to that point, but um, you never know. But what, uh, I think we, I put them in alphabetical order. You you can go first if you want. Um, Tyler Anderson's up first. Where, where do you think he's going to go? Uh, starting pitching, I think, is definitely the most interesting aspect of what the that and start and shortstop i think are the two really interesting yeah. things to look at as you you can i think you can kind of count on dustin may and tony gonsolin being there um and um and urias and then what do you fill it up with after that i think i have <laughs> until told otherwise i will believe that clayton kershaw is a dodger no matter what his contract status is but um I don't think you, you can't, you're not going to like get to five and then stop. Uh, certainly when you're, you know, counting on Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin and who, you know, they have yet to be 
fully productive for a year and then into the off season. Excuse me, into the <laughs> see that's that's where I'm at already. So down looking the the playoffs. So, wait, yeah. but before you guess where Anderson's gonna go, let's just lay it out. So uh, Urias is clearly uh, number one. Let's put Gonsolin number two, Dustin May number three. Then it's it's like right now is it is it is it Ryan Pepio, Michael Grove? Like is that is that where we're at? You know, do, are do, is are they ready to actually try out Bobby Miller? Like, there, yeah, there's a lot of right. like, what what do they do? But like you're saying, the point is, uh, so uh, assuming they're trying to get, I, I, I would you have to think they're trying to get like three starting pitchers, right? Yeah, like including so Clayton and two others, and then if Clayton does choose to either officially retire or basically retire by playing for the Rangers. I believe uh, the official uh, True Blue LA podcast response to that is la 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 la. Yeah, yeah. la, la yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I know but still, saying, even yeah. if Clayton comes back, I think they have to be looking for at least two. Right, he, he's he's like a twenty-two to twenty-five start guy, right? Yeah, like basically. So you're looking at probably two starters and then you know cast um cast your look at uh, the, sort of the, the the like last year the tyler anderson signings andrew heaney signings the guys that don't need to pan out but if they do can be home runs so all of that just, to say <laughs> just think that and it's not just free agency too like they could like imagine if they traded like freddie freeman what kind of no i'm just kidding uh, when they, they could definitely trade for that's fair that's fair yeah but not so so if Tyler Anderson, I feel like after his just stellar season, this is really his best shot in his career to to make a yeah. nice payday for himself. It I don't know if that's uh, something the Dodgers would be interested in, depending on what the competition is. But I'll say no, and he is going to go. You know, they're in my head, so I will say the Phillies on All a. Right. Or you, or you don't. I would say you don't have to go. Oh, I don't. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. No, what I want is exact dollar amount, years, options. No. Um, <laughs> so I would say I I don't know how much I buy this. Here's what I think. Um, I I do wonder. So this is just a good time to mention. Um, well, we'll talk about it with with Kershaw too. But the qualifying offer is one year, nineteen point six five million. So Tyler Anderson made eight and a half million this year. Not in a million years heading into the season, would you think he's a guy that you would make a qualifying offer for heading into free agency? Because that would that could like crater his market, right? Like because he'd be out there like, oh, cool, Tyler Anderson would be a nice signing by giving up a draft pick for him, like you know that kind of a thing. So that said, I'm gonna I with that caveat, I'm gonna say. Um, I'm going to say he returns to the Dodgers by accepting the qualifying offer. Okay. I can um, see that. So I actually don't know if they're going to, I don't, I'm not that sold that he's going to accept. I mean, that they're going to offer him the qualifying offer, but like it could be like a neat little gambit. Um, but um, and we're going to talk about this in the next player. It also seems something the Dodgers are frequently excited to do these short term high AAV plays right that, yeah limits their risk in in that sense right like so i when you said we're gonna you were gonna talk about this when the, the, i thought you're like i'm like joey gallo's not getting a call like no her. no but so yeah, he was also I realized, he's not eligible but yeah. well uh, yeah and i also would not what i would have meant i meant <laughs> I they know, might bring him back on a higher than you would expect maybe aav one year 
prove that, you know, an off season of working with the Dodger coaches, maybe you yeah. can uh, kind of return to your former glory of when he was with the Rangers. So I think he will, he's back as a Dodger. This is Gallo. Yep. Okay. Um, so I don't know what, what to think here. Um, so there, I get, I didn't put it in the notes, but I, I was on, we, we were both on vacation at the same time and um, or roughly the same time. And, um, there was the rumor that the Dodgers are not only interested in Aaron Judge, but to play right field and move Mookie Betts to second base. And I, I just like I gave that three seconds of, of like <laughs> consideration, and like absolutely the hell not. Like for one, you, I mean, Mookie. One of Mookie Betts' greatest strengths is his defense in the outfield, and. I don't think you take that away for like, I know he was drafted as an infielder, but that's a long, long time ago. And I know he, he gets to play there as a lark occasionally. Um, <laughs> and uh, they couch it as, Oh, well, we just want to get him off his feet or whatever. Like, or, and uh, I'm not, I don't buy that for a second, but then also looking at the Dodgers roster, they have, I'm, a, I'm assuming Cody Bellinger's getting non-tendered. Let's just say for the moment <laughs> Their their outfielder that I'm counting on right now is Mookie Betts. Yeah, <laughs> there are two other outfield spots that they could, uh, you know, play Aaron Judge. Like whether that's putting Aaron Judge in left field, great, or hell, Mookie Betts can play center field and and Aaron Judge can still play right. I'm not trying to discount. Like they obviously still have Trace Thompson, who was a great story, but you know, you're not you're not gonna like he's not like a, a pillar of the lineup now. Like all of a sudden. Uh, Chris Taylor obviously uh, has a history, um, had a terrible end to 2022. Um, but yeah, so like there, there is absolutely nothing in the outfield set except Mookie Betts in my mind at the moment. So uh, I, that that said, which which means like they could bring back Joey Gallo, right? Like as a as a lefty guy, like sort of the the jock as it were, um, yeah, to to sort of uh, platoon with. Uh, the AJ Pollockness of Chris Taylor, but all like in a, in a weird in a separate way. Um, so it's possible. That said, I I think uh, um, I think since both of us would just just to say that I I did predict the Dodger will sign with the Rangers. I'm going to say Gallo goes back home. And, okay, and, uh, I can see that goes to Texas. Yeah. Uh, so up next, another pitcher. Who was on an eight and a half million dollar deal this year? Um, Tyler Anderson, just for clarification, was on an eight million dollar deal, earned an extra five hundred thousand for pitching a hundred innings. Uh, Heaney uh, was Andrew Heaney was eight and a half million dollar deal, and uh, you know he pitched very well when he pitched. It's just uh, he had the home run barrage late, but still overall numbers was very good and had a similar sort of uptick in terms of like highest, you know, very high strikeout rate. Uh, did really well, and is it? I don't, he's not, I don't, can't say he's like poised to cash in. Um, but where, where do you think he resigns? I, I wouldn't be shocked considering, you know, uh, if they give another go and see if they can get the home run total down. I like, uh, not literally, but they just like was playing the wheel of fortune in my head on like just picking a random team. And the, uh, the Rockies were the first one I came up with, which would be mm. hilarious. Uh, so oh, man. I'm not gonna, not gonna do that. I don't know. Uh, how about Miami? Miami, all right. 
there was an old, I don't remember if it was Sega. I think it was Sega. It was a football game. And um, any, I forgot who the announcer was, but anytime you played the Dolphins, someone in Miami, it was just the way he said it, it always cracked me up. NFL Blitz, maybe? I don't, I don't remember playing that, but it could, mm. I'm not, I'm not ruling it out because it, it, it might've been in college where it was like maybe someone else's game. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it sounds like more like NBA see. jam that I think about it, obviously wrong sport, but <laughs> Oh man, that Indiana. At... You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is me stalling, uh, but Andrew, he, so just at the risk of, I'm, I'm like sort of lowering my ceiling, but also raising my floor. I will also say he returns to the Dodgers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think probably one of them, one of the lefties uh, uh, that's not Kershaw will return to the Dodgers. We'll see. Next up, Tommy Canely. Tommy Canely. Go um, so. so coming off of uh, Tommy John surgery, uh, then he also missed another four. No, uh, what was it? Yeah, four months uh, at, with another elbow injury this year, but was very, very good when he did pitch. Um, I do hmm, – they sort of did put the work in, right? Like he, they did him on a two-year deal coming off Tommy John with the idea he'd pitch. I guess it depends on the relationships, right? Like if he feels comfortable, like or maybe it's like an unfinished business thing or um, like what do they think about that? Like what does he think about that? So I will I will say, I will say, um, man, I'll, I'll say Dodgers. I hereby declare Tommy Canely to be Jacob Birch's lock of the week to return to the Dodgers. Wow, I I almost went Giants here. Um, lock of the week. All right, I love it. Um, so, all right. So up next, playing Kershaw. Um, so we Let's talked just about move the, on. He's a Dodger. The, the qualifying offer. Uh, last year they didn't uh, make it. They they said um, they want they didn't want to rush his decision. He was obviously it was a different situation. He had elbow injury. There was a lot of uncertainty about what was going to happen. Um, so if if I had to guess this year, based on what Andrew Friedman said at the season-ending presser, I I don't think they will offer him the qualifying offer this year for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, this mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a quote from a couple weeks back, October 18th, Andrew Friedman, the end of season presser quote from our standpoint, nothing has changed. My strong hope is that Clayton Kershaw is pitching here next year. But like I said, last year for him to take the time and put his head together with Ellen, figure out what makes the most sense for their family is what we're going to afford them the time to do. Uh, Whether it's a decision they make quickly or it takes some time. I'm not sure of that right now. So he didn't outright say they aren't going to give him the qualifying offer, but, I would be shocked if they gave him the qualifying offer. Um, so that said, uh, he's going to clearly return to the Dodgers. <laughs> no, yep. no question. That's my lock of the week. Fair um, enough. I mean, so, this just goes beyond. You don't even need to, you don't need to ask. So exactly. Yeah, it, it's understood. Uh, speaking of lock of the week, uh, Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't know. Like he, he wasn't on the, the, Dodgers playoff roster. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, have, have we seen the last of Craig Kimbrell as a Dodger? I guess, but uh, I think it's more like I'm trying to think of like what team because hit like 
his reputation is so damaged at this point. Yeah. What team is gonna gonna gamble on that uh, and is in a position to do so? And I I have been struggling to come up with a team. Um. I, is it your turn to go first? It is your turn to go first. Ha! Wait, wait, didn't I do? Uh, you did Kainley. No, I did Kershaw. Okay. All I right. Mean, you so, might have stolen my right. thunder, but. Sorry, that's uh, true. I did. Um, I get a stop. So I will say, Excellent. I'm just. It's not his original team, but it was one of his former teams. I'll just say Cubs or Kimball. How about the Royals? I don't know. I don't oh know. man, under new under new leadership. Yeah. Um, what do we got? Okay, so up next now is Chris Martin. A note with Chris Martin. So he doesn't have the six years uh, required for a free agency like that, that's usually the case here. But he's 36. Uh, he had it written into his contract with the Cubs at the at last offseason that he'd be a free agent at the end of the deal. He pitched in Japan for two years um, in 2016 and 17. And I was looking up, I, I think, I, I couldn't quite confirm on the Braves deal, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. Um, in each of his next three contracts, I mean, the majors, uh, he has it written in that he's a free agent after the end of the deal. You know, it's one of those things comes with the leverage of doing that, um, unlike, you know, players who are like um just going through the arb system and they didn't they didn't have like a free market so uh his two-year deal with the rangers first and two-year deal with the braves and a one-year deal with the cubs all of them he was a free agent at the end of the deal um so without the six years of service time but he is a free agent uh, that is my way of throwing to you um who the, what do you where do you think he goes the mets the mets okay um so for chris martin uh, I will say, hmm, let's go Giants. Okay. Uh, now we have uh, hometown man uh, Kevin Pillar, who was on a minor league deal, got to the majors, suffered a shoulder injury, uh, sort of made his way back, but uh, to, and he pit, played in a few AAA games and rehab down the stretch, was in the sort of uh, get-ready camp for the Dodgers as they prepared for the playoffs, but didn't didn't get back yet um uh okay so this is me so i i actually think it would not surprise me if if i don't know if it's going to be a major league deal but it wouldn't surprise me if pilar is back with the dodgers so i'm going to say dodgers the hokkaido nippon ham fighters wow is all right (laughs) that's awesome um if you get that, that's like that's like let's, I don't. We don't do a point system for this. Um, <laughs> I just win the contest for the. Yeah, you're, you're, it's at least like a triple point, triple point value if we did have a point. So uh, this one, uh, well, I, won't, I won't say what I'm going to say, but David Price, uh, another lefty, left-handed pitcher, um, a well-earned, right? comfortable recliner at David Price's house. Yeah, I, uh, like I, not I, to like uh, no. He, uh, I think I think it's pretty clear he's going to retire. I think at various points during the season, um, he's he said um, he's going to retire, but then also like couched it in a well. I haven't made my decision yet, but like at least like four national reporters or four like reporters national and local at some point had an interview with him where he's like, yeah, I'm going to retire, but then then it comes out like, well, I haven't made my decision yet. Like you know, like it was in Bob Nightingale's column in like late August or maybe it was early September. And then like the day later that day, he's like, well, you know, it's nothing is official, but I think it's pretty clear he's going to retire. He just hasn't announced it yet. Um, so we're both in agreement there. 
the last one, uh, certainly not the least, uh, who almost who definitely will uh, get a qualifying offer, uh, Trey Turner, uh, shortstop. Mm-hmm. This is me? Uh, y- yes. Okay, I have... No, it's me. It's me, right? All yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I think the the Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves will trade shortstops. Whoa. All right. Just, just to note, Jacob doesn't mean technically. Both Denzel <laughs> yeah. and Trey Turner. No, it's going to be a really complicated <laughs> sign and trade with it's gonna be like, the Utah uh, Jazz. <laughs> Gavin Lux, technically a shortstop as a prospect for, for like, I don't, I don't know who their next in line is. But okay. So yeah, I have no real read on this. So, and he, both Turners are like sort of fulcrum, I guess, points in the um, in the offseason where what what the decision on those two are like affects so many things. Like if they don't bring back Trey, they obviously need a shortstop. And I'm not sure if just moving Gavin Lux there is the answer. But it also they, I think they're very clearly going to do something in the rather large in that department, like in terms of like spending that maybe not like 35 million dollars a year or something but like a, a, a good chunk on like a good offensive player and um we've talked about their versatility um may, maybe they need a little bit more of that but that uh, still allows them to like like last year they they didn't they had a first baseman they signed Freddie Freeman because he was available like so that, so I don't know if they if they resign Turner, and I I do think Dan's response would make a lot of sense, especially if it's like a shorter deal. Where let's say I Turner also goes, like goes I, this was my original ago. thought, and I can't think of anything better. But I also think Xander Bogarts makes a lot of sense for the Dodgers. Mm. But and then so this is a long winded way of me saying uh, Trey Turner is going to go to the Yankees. Okay. So I know there's there's always sort of a back. Sort of back burner rumor that like Carlos Correa would be Dodgers would be interested in him. I mean, because they're interested in a lot of players, I know there there'd be a backlash in a way. I don't know how big that would be. I I don't know how how large this segment is. I think it's one of those things where obviously he gets booed every single time uh, Dodger Stadium. But I also think if he's a Dodger, people probably get over it pretty quick. <laughs> you know, like not that it would be uncomfortable. It wouldn't be uncomfortable, but it'd just be weird. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of it. So obviously, we've. Um, I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. One of us, at least one of us, is right on every single one of these. I think it's pretty clear. Wow. Yeah. No. No question. I. I, I think you nailed the ham fighters. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that again, uh, triple points for you. You did that. Just like David Price, if he doesn't retire, that's negative triple points uh, for both of us. So um, Justin Brule is not a free agent. Uh-oh. Um, however. He did pitch in 24 games this year. I bring this up because uh, probably, yeah, by the time you uh, will have listened to this, his season in review will be up on the site. Um, that's why he was fresh in my head. And uh, he was one of five Dodgers relievers to pitch in 20 games in each of the past two seasons. Jacob, can you name the other four? I can. I'm confident. We're going to do it this time, and we'll uh, see how I do after this. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who are the four non-Brulean Dodger relievers to make 20 or more appearances uh, the previous, or this, uh, the, uh, the previous two seasons? I, <laughs> we keep going back and forth on whether 2022 is this season or previous season. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's happening before our eyes. Okay. Alex Vesia. Uh, he is one. Phil Bickford. He is also one. Bruzdar Gratterall. He is one. Evan Phillips. He is not one. Ah, um, right. Say he, almost, he, almost had, he he they got him too late in, in Yeah, yeah. I I knew it would be close with he, how many he did he have? Seven games last oh, year. Oh wow. I definitely yeah. had it more than I was head. actually a little surprised that it was that low. I too. I thought it would be close to twenty. Uh, I didn't, uh, but because mostly because I figured there was someone else that I'm drawing a blank spot on, I'm not going to play the game of trying to remove the blind spot. Go ahead and tell me. Um, it's someone who, nope. if, if we're right, uh, will have been his last two major league seasons. Uh, David Price. Oh, okay, that makes total sense. Total sense. He, he pitched. Uh, I went only by relief because Clayton Kershaw also qualifies uh, because he he did uh, 22 starts each year. But um, no, David Price, 39 games in 2021, but uh, 28 relief appearances. And then this year, 40 games all in relief. So potentially riding into the sunset. You did good. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm going to do not so good. Um, all right. It's time for me, the ter- me and our friend Craig Manami to turn the tables because it's time for... With Dean and Craig... I love them. I love LA. Only played once uh, during the playoffs, oh. and I got to hear it. So, oh, you so you you heard a hundred percent. I and again, <laughs> just want to point out, Jacob in the same city as the Dodgers for all four games of the NLDS. <laughs> Only went to one game selfishly. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. my my wallet. Uh. Like so, every people want to fire the manager. They want to <laughs> run people out of town. I think cl- there's there's one clear scapegoat in all of this, and I'm not going to say who it is. I'm just gonna... Dodgers Hall of Famer Roy Campanella leads all Dodgers born in November with 35.6 B WAR. This week's trivia is about our Los Angeles Dodgers born in the 11th month of the year. Huh. Name the birthdays of no. Uh, <laughs> four Los Angeles Dodgers born in November recorded 21 or higher B-War in their L.A. Dodger career. Can Eric name these position players? <laughs> no. Um, Hint, 
Three of the four collected World Series rings in their Dodgers career. Okay, so um, the the only one I'm certain was born in November is Justin Turner. <laughs> I I want to say he was he was born on November 23rd. Don't quote me on that though. Okay. Um, and after that, oh, this is you this were is correct rough. by the way. Um. Okay. So November. 21 war. Um, okay, so I'm pretty sure Corey Seager was an April baby. Um, what about... No, was it... Did he play that enough? Let's go Jock. Uh, no. All right. Yeah, it, the, I think just the point is, I don't know a lot of November. I just, You're not I writing, don't know. writing everyone a card? Jock oh, born in uh, April, by the way. Yeah, see... Um, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to think of like. So another one that came to mind um, was Matt Kemp, but I'm I'm fairly certain he's a September baby. Uh, he's not a November baby. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I'll tell you about real quick, Matt Kemp. He's a September he's baby. S- See, you September. knew all the birthdays except for no, these. But, and what the point is, like other in season for some reason, maybe it's because like yeah. stuff would happen on their birthday. Um, so 21 War. Hey, if the Dodgers were in the World Series, some of these would have moments in the during yeah. the baseball. Um, okay. I'm going to give you years. Oh, oh okay. Oh, hold on, oh, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, this is position player. Never mind. Go ahead. 1980 to 1992. Mike Sosha. Correct. 1964 to 1972. Wes Parker. Correct. 2000 to 2004. Oh boy! Um, oh, that's um, that's Sean Green. Correct. See, I just wow. need to give you the years, and you're good to go. That's, that's sort of cheating, but yeah. Yeah, okay. you got to get you something. Five November birthday, LA Dodgers had over 500 <laughs> singles in their Dodgers career. I love single records for some reason. Uh, who were these players who got to first base safely, hey, but not um, via the walk? Hint: One of the two players that was not already an answer to question one will always be remembered when the World Series is played. What? I don't know. Uh, you okay. tell me. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so just going on the, the previous list, um, gotta be... So, Wes Parker, um, Justin Turner. Uh, what? Uh, correct, correct. And then I... It has to be Mike Sosha, too. Uh, correct. Um, and then, so, okay, so the, by one thing. so there's two, one of, will always be remembered when the, oh, oh God, okay. Um, so he didn't, he didn't play a lot. Um, he didn't play enough for the Dodgers. Um, okay, I'm. This is this is weird. Um, always be remembered when the World Series is played. Um, yeah, I think just generally good good in the playoffs. Sure. Um, but five hundred singles and and not people that were mentioned in the previous one because there's right. 
Like, uh, yes, I will yeah. let you know that this player has a 17.9 B war, so just missed the cut. Or the one, the playoff uh, one. Yeah. I, I will, I'll give you another hint. The other player, not known for anything in the playoffs, given <laughs> the era he played in. Um, I don't remember when certain... Oh, you know what? Uh, Mike Piazza. No, nope. oh, he would have been. He would have been war. Um, also, I don't know if he played enough to do five minutes of goals. Um, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, Steve Yeager. Okay, uh, and then Eric Karros. I almost guessed Eric Karros. How much of war years. do you think Eric Karros had as a Dodger? That that, that was the thing I was surprised by. Yeah, so he was what ninety two. To like two thousand, uh, uh, ninety one to two thousand two, but yeah, the, oh, the core two. So he had he had I would say five. Well, he had the so he's the famously like five thirty hundred years, right? That but obviously that's not war, right? Two of those were like excellent, excellent years. But yeah, I'm I'm surprised it's not to twenty one um, with the Dodgers. So I guess I guess I oh is this. Wait, is he the seventeen point nine? No, that was Steve Yeager. Okay, so is is he? What is he like? Nineteen or something? Eleven point nine. That's that's kind just of gets low. demolished by being a first baseman and not being oh, that in, very in good the, in the era. Like, yeah, yeah I, I sort of get, it, but man, that, that yeah, that's I was like, low. really? <laughs> yeah, not think it would be that low because I I was baffled because he was. Oh, yes, he was. He is on my short list for the first question, but very very much at the bottom. Yeah. All right, two LA Dodger pitchers born in November had over one thousand strikeouts in their LA Dodger career. Who were these whiffers? Okay, so uh, I think only only because I believe Saber tweeted this out. We're recording this on the second, and they tweeted it out yesterday, I believe. Uh, Fernando Valenzuela, a November first baby. Correct. Um, so if we're going so. All right. Um, Oral Hershiser was September 16th. Um, Clayton Kershaw's March 19th. Um, I do not know when Don Sutton was born. Um, I do not know when Don Drysdale was born. I'm going to um, let you know that Fernando is the leader of November. Okay. Birthdays. Okay. Um Let's mm, let's go with Bob Welch. That's one of them. Twelve ninety two. Holy crap! Nice. You have uh, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Those are the two. Sorry, oh. I thought he wow. was asking for five hundred. Just one thousand. You got both. Wow. Well done. Nice. Uh, Jim Brewer and Pedro Stasio are next in the list for what's right. And then <laughs> after that, cool. after that, Ross Stripling. Oh wow! Oh, Three. there's he. He had a funny tweet. Speaking of gold gloves, Ross Stripling did. Uh, he was. Um, oh man, I don't. I don't want to misquote him. I'm going to pull it up while 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 live here on the because uh, I said it, it is like the six uh, or seven Eric Reed's Twitter podcast presented by the True Blue LA Network. That's right, uh, Ross Stripling. Uh, quote: uh, I'm open to all analytics and metrics in our game. Just fact check that's true. Having talked to him a lot, um, back to Stripling Street. Besides the ones that say Matt Chapman isn't the best third baseman in the American League. Those metrics can eat my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun stuff. Three 
November, birthday, L.A., Dodger pitchers, do you want more adjectives, have recorded more than 30 saves in their L.A. Dodger careers. Who were these firemen? Um, okay, only be- – wait. Was Jim Brewer one? Jim Brewer leads the pack with 126. Okay, um, 30 <laughs> saves. Um, I, have a, I have a very good hint if you need for the next two. Only because I don't remember when his birthday was, but I'm just going to say Eric Gagne. Uh, no. Um, okay. More than 30 saves. Um, he was only a couple years. Let's let's go off book here and go Jay Howell. Jay Howell with 85. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, wait, and you said Brewer led? Yep, with 126. And then it's Jay Howell with 85. You're missing one player with 31. 31. Um... Uh, Antonio Osuna. Uh, I don't no. think he got 31. Um, My hint to you was going to be the second and third place have the same last name. Uh, I don't I don't know why that's bugging me. Um, is this just, so if I just say the last name, I get it. Jeopardy rules. Um no, um, the same last name. Um, <laughs> hold on, why? Why is this? Why is this <laughs> tripping me up? Um, hold on. Nope, not that. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is stupid. Um, so mad. Um, okay. Nope, I, 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 I need a hint if you have it. Are you? That's your hint. I, I mean, his it. last so name good. is Hal. <laughs> Oh, second and third. Okay, sorry. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking like third and fourth in my head. <laughs> so okay, Ken Howell, obviously. There you go. <laughs> Stupid. Man, I look like the fool now after all that. <laughs> uh, all right, that's good. pretty good. Good. All right. Oh, those are you, you did you did considering, you know, yeah. I don't think player birthdays. I, I well. I mean, you read one, you read a lot of baseball cards, so you know. Yeah. You certainly more equipped than me to to handle that. Yeah, I'm 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 pleased with how I did. Uh, howl not a howl aside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The default setting for the baseball reference position player comparisons is between Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. Trout has nearly twice as many B-WAR, 82 versus 42, 80.4 versus 42.5 to be specific despite only playing 25 more games and having 250 more plate appearances. But if Phillies go on to win the World Series and Harper remains a big part of that, how much will that even him up with Trout, if at all? I mean... It's just different things. You're right, yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that, like, Harper is, like, very clearly great, like, in his own right. Like, it doesn't... I don't know if it helps either guy or like it's fair to either guy to compare them. I think Trout's been clearly better, like just for longer now. Obviously, you know, Harper has played on better teams, both with the Nationals, and I know it took him a little bit with the Phillies, but like Angels have played in the playoffs once for Trout. So I don't know, um, but yeah, I, so I don't think I don't think that. I don't think they're going to be even up if, if the Phillies win the World Series. I just want to say back to the previous question that I guess I was really uh, Thurston Howell there. That's why I was stranded. But anyway, that's enough. I'm stupid. 
for the contest. Name the player who will hit the last home run in the 2022 World Series. Eric, you can go first. Uh, just for the listener, uh, Craig in his question put a question mark with that, which <laughs> is like, can I go first? Um, I okay, so <laughs> I will, the last world home run in the World Series. So I'm going to, let's just keep it on brand. And I'm just going to say Bryce Harper. Okay, I will say uh, Schwarber. Either one of them could, you should probably get a, a, a hit if they want <laughs> to win this game. Yeah. Uh, uh, anywho, uh, so yeah, we don't have to do the tiebreaker. So different players, very good. Nice. Assuming there are no changes in the Dodger front office and coaching staff, do you think uh, that this team needs a shakeup in the Dodger clubhouse? Uh, before the last part, I just want to note... Um, uh, Clayton McCullough um, interviewed for the Royals manager job, and I think that went to, I don't remember his first name, but Quatraro, uh, who was with the Rays. He's the new Royals manager. Um, McCullough also interviewed with the Mets last year, so in terms of like coaching staff there. But um, shakeup, I mean, I think there's there's almost bound to be one either way, just given the the high stakesness of, of both both Turner decisions, really, like uh, Justin Turner. Now he's going to be 38, but he still commands like a lot in the clubhouse and in terms of like leadership and all that. But at a certain, I mean, it's also like pretty clearly like Mookie and Freddie Freeman, like sort of running things generally, like not that it's, it's that cut and dry, but like, I just think there's going to be enough just regular movement or like, so they're probably going to bring in someone big, even if it's re-signing Trey Turner, right? Like, um, so I don't know if it needs a shakeup, but I just think maybe the, the roster might just given where it's at, like you, you feel like, especially like they're going to probably non-tender Cody Bellinger, right? Just from a standpoint, like he's been there since 2017. Um, so like, you know, you're, you're losing, a guy, I mean, he won MVP, right? Like, like, and who's been there for a while. I just think there, I think it, it's not that they need a shakeup, I think, but a shakeup is probably inevitable. Um, just given like, just probably just the, the volume of, of certain moves they have to make. Not that they need like an overhaul or anything, but I, I think there's going to be enough, an, a handful of like relatively important like moves that sort of shift things a little bit. And I yeah. think that's bound, that's bound to change things generally. I agree. I think if they have another sort of, for lack of a better term, inexplicable early exit, like not really, and you can like point to other than the fact that they did not play as well as the Padres, just point blank. Right. I think at that point there might be from a pure optic standpoint, a need to do something. What that is, who knows? It doesn't need to be anything major, I think. Uh, but after just this one season, because I think – I think you and I are on the same page that like last year kind of went like that's probably as good as that team was. They were just completely gassed, not really what didn't feel unexplainable at all. Uh, so this is the first time really where it's like, you know, you got to point at something, uh, even if it's a little irrational. Um, but just one season of that, I think, doesn't warrant anything. Yeah, I think I think that's right. All right, it's time for the delicious, wonderful food question. Halloween was on Monday, true. So I wanted to know, did you grow up in a neighborhood where kids were able to trick or treat? If so, what was the best candy you got? 
Second, for Jacob, that's me, is your current neighborhood a place where kids come around? And if so, what candy do you hang out? So I will go first because uh, the answer to both are related. Um, the I grew up in two, as a kid, two main neighborhoods, both in Santa Clarita. Uh, the first one, extremely friendly for trick-or-treating. Uh, the Santa Clarita, being a planned community, has like most streets are cul-de-sacs and there is paseos that run along the sort of meeting points of two cul-de-sacs that go for four or five miles, maybe even longer that just connects a bunch of houses and a bunch of parks. So it was a very, uh, uh good. That's cool. Trick yeah. or treating. Um, second neighborhood I grew up in less conducive to that, but still just had a lot of younger families. So a good amount of trick or treating in that neighborhood on the other side of the longer sort of two street combo that I was on was one house that you knew if you got there early enough, they had keen size candy bars for the first, oh, oh man, however many kids that showed up. So that was always just like this, you know, it's, it, and, and growing up, I remember thinking like, geez, that is not like, again, if you limit yourself to like the first, however many kids, 24 or whatever kids, that's not that expensive to like, dramatically change <laughs> the uh the just the, the mood of a child that they receive that so i vowed that i would be that person and i and we we are uh we buy yeah like about 24 uh king size bars and we do not live in it we're right against a not a major inner uh street uh but it's it's major enough that it's not the number one street for for walking kids down they're usually on some of the more so smaller streets but those who venture forth, if they know, they get the. Uh, oh. It was uh, we did uh, full size Haribo gummy bears, uh, king size Kit Kat, and king size Reese's. Oh man, that's that's the gold standard. You just gotta yeah. you gotta play with the classics. There's no don't mess around with anything, but the the big the, the big hits. So I don't I don't have strong memories of like going or like there wasn't a lot of trick or treating stuff. So. Where we lived, at least there. What I used to do, I guess, I, I remember going out. I would go like w with like a few friends, like in their neighborhood or something, and then my mom would pick me up later or something. It, I was, um, it was um, single parent at home, so and a lot, a lot of times my mom might be working or something. Um, I guess by the time I was old enough or whatever, but. To, to where like it was hard I, there were a couple times she, her she was a hairstylist and her her the place she worked at was in the mall palm springs mall and uh, so there were a lot of uh, a few years where um businesses in the mall would would hand out candy to kids and we would just walk the mall this was probably when i was really little um but that was a nice little hall um because there's just a lot like a lot of stores or it, it seems bigger as a kid like it's not that big yeah. really um but um yeah, like so. I think I just went out with friends. I'm trying to think. Like, I Butterfinger used to be my favorite candy bar growing up. That's a that's a good fun size bar. I've grown into more Snickers. I think probably now if I just had to choose like one like candy bar, candy bar, mm -hmm. Crackle is great. But like you get you can get that with like a Nestle Crunch because no one ever has Crackle anymore unless it's in one of those, um, like. The big Hershey bag, and then you yeah. have to deal with Mr. Goodbar and plain. Hershey. I actually, so here's the I didn't like Mr. Goodbar. I love Mr. Goodbar now. Uh, I cannot, I didn't like those bags because I hated the um, um, 
what do you call it? The the dark I don't like dark chocolate. And that was always like a quarter of the the candy bars in there. So that was always a no-go. Um, but the the underrated one was and it's the simplest one, it's the dumbest one, Smarties. It's just a pure sugar hit. You yep. just lo- load all those in. Yeah. I uh, love them. They're controversial. I'm a big, big fan. Melissa is not. Uh so I, I get all the smart. Well, now that we have Eleanor, we'll yeah. we'll see how how that goes. Uh, I I think well, I'm trying to think what my real favorite. I love Haribo gummy bears, but they're not super traditional Halloween candy. I like you like Crackle and Crunch. At fun size Crackle are better. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so what? I, I will just, say this one one thing I have done as an adult, and it's. It's probably been, it was probably like eight years ago or something, but um, I I did once, and I, I guess I could have done this at like Smart and Final or something, but I I bought a a box of full size Crackle candy bars off Amazon and got it delivered. So I was basically like big Crackle for a while, and that was it. I will I'm probably embarrassed to say that that did not last as long as it should have in, in my, in my pantry <laughs> because I probably went through them too quick, but I felt, I felt like a King. Um, it, it, that was like my, one of my most Josh Baskin and big moments. Like, Hey, I'm an adult. I get crackle. I, uh, I'll kick Kat. I think Kit Kat is my Kit Kat's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I, I, I know everyone likes, there's the, Oh, it's white chocolate. It's not really white chocolate, but I actually like white chocolate Kit Kats. Um, I know there's a lot of offshoots, um, especially like foreign uh, brand mm-hmm. Kit Kats mm-hmm. that have like really cool flavors. Green tea is delicious. Yeah. And, and I haven't had a ton of those, but yeah, th- those are hard to find here at least. Well, if you go see uh, Kevin Pillar hit next year, you can pick some up at uh, <laughs> oh, there, there, there Japanese 7-Eleven. What a, what a perfect, what a perfect coda to end on. So we've obviously, we, when, when we look back at the off season and go, wow, we, we just nailed all these free agents. I think we should celebrate with crackles. <laughs> I think that that's going to be, that's going to be how we do it. But uh, yeah, we did good. I'm, I'm proud. Our first uh, podcast of the almost off season. Uh, we're still holding out because the season's still going on. So that's it for us. Uh, we will talk to you in a couple weeks, I think probably. Yeah, that sounds know. good. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure we'll figure out a a reasonable schedule for the off season. But uh, yeah, two weeks. We'll see you. Thanks for listening. See you then.